0: Some winning streaks are coming to a close. Um, One that has come to a close, Australia's ODI winning streak in women's game. India putting an end to that in a cracking one day series, which we'll touch on in this podcast episode. Another is Mumbai Indians. They've won the last two IPL titles, and the way they're playing now, they won't get close to their third. Um, Welcome to the Quick Blog podcast. Back after two weeks since our last episode. It's been a busy week, a busy couple of weeks for you, Nash. Fantastic ODI series. Uh, and we'll cover IPL, Sheffield Shield and whatever else comes to mind. How's it all going? Yeah, it's been good.
1: Um, it's been really good. I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm happy and not happy as well. I'm happy that the Indian women's team have finally broken the streak. And, you know, obviously it's going to be an Indian team breaking an Aussie winning streak. So it's happening. It's been happening since 2001. So happy for that, but not, not at all happy for two things. Am I the way they are going? I think uh, um, they might as well. You know, I don't think they are are going to go to the playoffs now. I mean, they need to win four out of four and with good net run rates. So, and the way other teams are going, for example, Chennai Super Kings and Delhi Capitals, you know, even rcb it just doesn't look likely that mi would reach anywhere near the near the playoffs all they have to do is just yeah. win, win all the games now and just keep their morale high for the for the mega auction and for the next season coming in about six months um and apart from that i'm not happy about the uh, form of the players that have been selected into the indian t20 that's the is as well but I think I think it's you know it's I I I think it's a one-off. I think we'll see some good performances going into the T20 World Cup, and um, yeah. you know especially someone like Ishan Kishan who has just scored about hundred just about hundred runs in about ten matches I think this season. But um, yeah. I'm not too worried yeah, about yeah. that. But there's it's still a it's still a worry.
0: Yeah. Before we go into more detail about the IPL, we want to touch on the women's series, but. But if someone told you at the start that after 10 games from Mumbai Indians and 9 games for Sunrise's Hyderabad that they would be the bottom two teams if, they, if someone told you that at the start of the season you would have been saying well you're brave what sort of logic are you trying to use there to to back up your statement to say that those two sides will be bottom absolutely absolutely but they've had both of them have had very disappointing seasons absolutely yeah, absolutely
1: um, and it's also no one else to so. blame they've just played poor cricket that's it That's the simple answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. Um, A team that didn't play poor cricket, I thought India were outstanding in the series against Australia, breaking uh, the winning streak of the Australians. Probably apart from India's fielding, Nash, would have given you a a few heart attacks. But I thought the Indian bowling in the last two matches, terrific. You know, making inroads into the Australia top order. And then the batting. I thought was very good in the in the last couple of games. So just understanding more that it's a different style of ODI batting that's required now in the women's game. What did you make of India's performance in this series?
1: I mean, as as you said, as you rightly pointed out, the fielding was absolutely poor. It was pathetic to say the least. I mean, there's no way, there's no two way around it. Um, fielding has let us down before, and I just um, said the other day that this Indian team, this Indian women's team, right now is pretty much reminiscent of the Indian men's team of the early 2000s, like brilliant players, you know, brilliant talent, brilliant skill, all legends are there, you know, Mithali Raj, Julian Goswami, but the fielding, that's that's just not up to the standards, it's, it's absolutely 15 years behind the men's cricket team right now, and that's, that's why the women's IPL is such a needed um, aspect of the game right now in in women's cricket in india and but anyway coming back to the to the odi series i think it easily could have been 2-1 in india's favor isn't it Mm -hmm. like if you you look at that if you look at that no ball in the second odi um yeah it was uh, controversial close very close but in hindsight i think if you if you really look at it it was a no ball um, Nicola Carey did not leave her crease, or you know, she was yeah right there. She did yeah. crouch a little, but it was, it was, in my opinion, it was an overball, and it was the right call at the end. But again, the LPW that wasn't given—that
0: was plum. Um, I don't know what was, was going on there. Plum. Um,
1: yeah. So again, it's—I'm not saying that it, you know there's any wrongdoing. Absolutely not. It's just pressure on the umpires as well. Like they are one of the, you know, they are under a lot of pressure as well. So. Uh, probably it's time for neutral umpires again. If, you know, so many players yeah. and staff can go into bubbles, I'm sure they can make arrangements for three more umpires to go in as well. So um, batting has been really good. Um, there have been glimpses of, you know, slowing the run rate and, you know, uh, not getting those singles and doubles hit, not hitting the gap right.
0: putting an so on- interesting way to say Mitali Raj's name.
1: Uh, no, look. I mean, it's, it, I'm not saying that it, she's been she's been brilliant for India over the right last player. many yeah, of course. years. She's been a legend, but it's it's also the fact that she's been really good in chases as well. Um, mm. It's also it's not only her, but everyone. Like it's it's up to the players to pick the gaps, not only go for the big shots, but they need to know how to rotate the strike, and that's what Australia is leaps and bounds ahead of any other team in the world right now. Where they know how to tackle the pressure situations and they know how to uh, play those, you know, nudges and go for singles and put pressure on the opposition by not only hitting the big shots, but also just, you know, nudging the ball around in into the gas for singles and doubles. That's what builds the pressure. It's not the fours and the sixes. Fours and the sixes uh, are you know byproduct of the singles and doubles that you take and you know, nudging and uh, doing all that. That's what makes the captain opposition captain think a lot about where to put his uh, put their fielders. So um, yeah, batting as you said, positives with Mandana, getting in getting back in form, a mm-hmm. um, couple of good scores. But again, the, what what is lacking from all the top order bat batters is, is that big score. As we saw, you know Beth Mooney in the in the second ODI. Mm-hmm. Just went on to get a big score. Even Alisa Haley and you know um Rachel, Rachel Haynes, Haynes in, as well. yeah, yeah, Rachel Haynes in the first yeah they went on to big get big scores and that's what that's what they're lacking. They get the 70s and the 80s and then they sort of get out playing a poor shot or you know playing under pressure. So they need to convert that into um big hundreds. They need to convert that into 140s, 150s. And you know I hmm. can't remember last time an Indian women's player played a big Innings apart from that, Harman Harmanpreet yeah. 171 against Australia four years back. So um, it, it's going to be a long journey for this Indian team. Of absolutely, there nice is talent there. So as we have seen, they 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 have the belief that they can win, and I'm really really excited to look at um, Yastrika Bhatia as well. And then you know, there's so yes. many bowlers there's Megna Singh. She can swing the ball, all right? Like she can. So second... I was going to
0: ask you like, I'm going to, I was going to ask you like who's impressed you in this oh. series, because there have been some wonderful performances and the potential's there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I think, um, a- as an Australian fan, I think you can, you can answer this as well is that Megna Singh swinging the ball. I mean, she's going oh, to be, yeah. especially under be lights. Difficult... Exactly. She's going to be difficult to deal with, with the pink ball as well. Um, and obviously, there's Julian Goswami. She's done it time and again over the past few years. She did it again. What a series she yesterday. had! What a series she excellent. had! Yeah, excellent. So, mm. you know, from a, from an from an Australian point of view, let me ask you this: Is Elise Perry her form? Is it is it a worry going into the ne- going into next year's World Cup?
0: Uh, I, you always you have to keep it top of mind as a you know team manager. But Elise Perry is Elise Perry. You know, she is uh, world class, and her class is permanent. I, I, I don't think she's she's she hasn't been the same bowler for me since she tore a hamstring badly last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was out of the game for quite some time, and she just doesn't look as confident to me when she's running in or when she's even running between the wickets.
1: Mm.
0: But that'll come with time. It'll come with a bit of time. So, I think a player like this. It was a tough series for her with the ball wasn't in the runs, but. You stick with a player like this, you back her. Yeah. For me, at the moment, uh, at the moment, it's a non-negotiable that at least Perry, her spot in the side. Um, so yeah, I think the the upcoming Test match would be a good test for her, uh, and then the three T20s as well. The more cricket in her legs, the WBBO later in the season as well, more cricket there. Uh, I think you know it's been a, a shaky start to the season for her, but it's only the start of the season. We all know what she's capable of. She's yeah. one of the great. Uh, women cricketers so yeah yeah and no need to panic
1: when it comes to Elise perry excited to see the likes of beth mooney stepping up um you know someone like Annabel sutherland as well
0: beth mooney is one of the um unsung heroes of the australia setup you know there's a lot of chat about you know perry and elisa healy and uh, you know meg lanning but beth mooney's been a rock solid player for australia at the top of the order in t20 cricket And in this series when she got the chance to open because Rachel Haynes was out in the second match, she scored a match winning 100. So Beth Mooney, magnificent. I was very impressed with Annabelle Sutherland. She's a good cricketer. I'm very impressed as well with Talia McGrath, although she had a very good series with the bat. And she looked good with the ball at times as well. So there's that all round talent for Australia. There's those those pace bowlers coming through as well. Um, You think of the bowlers that were out for Australia in this series. The fact that we've got bowlers coming in and... um, Still doing a pretty decent enough job. Yeah, uh, is it, encouraging. These are all young young kids coming through. So, you know, and, and look at WBBL's had a big impact in that area. Yeah. That's probably where India going to look at in the in the future domestically, um, building building players up, And I think giving them more exposure.
1: India, I think, from an Indian point of view, India lacks that Beth Mooney kind of player right now. Um, I mean, looking at the stats, just looking at pure numbers, Beth Mooney has batted from first to sixth position everywhere, and she doesn't average below 38 in any position. So her her best average is 47.66 at the number six, batting at number six, and then um, opening, she averages 46. So even at fifth position, she averages 44. Um, So it's, you know, that kind of player. It's a great player to have in your team. (laughs) Exactly. That kind of player who can fit in at any position and bat at any position. Probably... Someone like a Jamima Rodericks can play that role at some stage if she, you know, with experience, um, she has the shots, she has the potential, she can, you know, nudge the ball around and, you know, rotate the strike. So um, I would have liked to see Jamima Rodericks get a game in this series, but I think come T20, I think she's going to be a handful.
0: I think there's some some positives there. I thought um, Richa Gosch yep. uh, looked very impressive too. I think she's very technically... Very technically sound, I feel. Um, and she's got all the shots. So there's that potential there. Um, Bhatia as well. I think there's some potential there as well. I think India's got to be busy busy in the middle order, mm. in the middle overs. And I think I love Mitali Raj as a cricketer. She's had a decorated career. She's done so much for women's cricket, so much for Indian cricket. But you've got to keep up with the, the way the game's going. A strike rate of 60 or 65 doesn't, doesn't, cut, and, the, doesn't cut the butter anymore.
1: Absolutely, you're right, and not having Herman with in that um, mm. in that position there is is what you know sort of tipped Mithali Raj over the edge because if her, if Kaur plays the way she does that way that that means Mithali Raj can play the way she does, um, yeah, and and that that partnership was lacking in the middle order, so that that's what probably. Um, True, affected, maybe, but
0: but I'll challenge you there. The the second match, India got off to a very good start with Mantana and um, and Shafali Verma putting on a very good stand yeah. in good time as well. And then Mitali Raj came in and just sort of plotted her way to uh, off 23 balls, got run out. But it was that period that got Australia back into the game in a way, just sort of let Australia breathe, just settle the settle uh, their nerves a little bit after a fast start, and just yeah.
1: Yeah, that's correct. All you had to
0: do in that situation is probably just be a little bit more busy. Yeah, they don't have to go for the big shots, but just keep the scoreboard ticking. A-
1: absolutely correct. Because Shafali Verma got out for like um, seven, one for seventy-four, and yeah. when Nithali Raj got out, it was two for eighty-eight of sixteen overs. So they got like four. So Australia from, got back into it. Yeah, five mm. overs. So that was that was what tipped the scales into the Australians uh, into the favour of the Australians. So, um, but overall, a brilliant, brilliant innings uh, sorry brilliant series and a brilliant advertisement for women's cricket
0: that second game was the last game too. both you know um very close and very absolutely. exciting just good absolutely. and just seeing twitter seeing social media everyone talking about it it's good it's good for the game that's what you want it's it's, it's all about improving the quality of the product on the field yeah and then people come on board there's no question about absolutely. that absolutely there's no question about that um, the test match coming up this week, what's your gut feel on it before we move on to the IPL, a quick chat about the, the test match. What's your feel?
1: Look, I think uh, 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 my prediction would be Australia winning this, um, Yeah. just based on the fact that, you know, obviously they are more experienced and it's in their own backyard, so and it's ping pong as well, so but I would like, I'd really like to see some positives from from the Indian side. It would one would be Megan Singh with the pink ball? I think that will be absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I, I don't know if it's confirmed, but maybe Richa Ghosh can will keep again because she provides that batting option again. So. Um, how her test, you know, test match game is, it's, it's, it's a wait and see for us. So um, those are the couple of positives that I would like to see, but obviously then, you know, if Herman Preet Kaur can come back into the team and, you know, get, ho- get over her injury, um, that will be a brilliant boost to the, to the Indian side as well.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's going to be some, some positive moments for India in this test match. I think you guys have shown back to the england series and then here in australia as well that uh you've got some um some talent there and some potential but the challenge is sustaining it long enough against the good australia side um and the challenge for australia will be no megan shoot not just johnson so can australia sustain good periods for long enough as well so should be a good test match and then the t20s after that so it should be good um now on to the indian premier league uh, plenty of been falling cricket as always in, in the Indian Premier League. But as I was saying at the start, can I, Can I? someone told you that Sunrise is hard or bad in Mumbai Indians.
1: Can I throw a tantrum and Good say, bottom. I don't, I, I don't I want hell. to speak about the IPL? Can I throw a tantrum and just say, I, I don't
0: know? Look, <laughs> I'd listen to you, but we always have to talk about Australia when we get pumped. So <laughs> we're going to have to talk about Mumbai Indians. Your immediate thoughts, what's Fair going what, What's going wrong? Let, we'll touch on Mumbai Indians first. It's, look, they've been, I don't know if they've been the most disappointing team or whether that goes to Sunrise's Hyderabad, but no doubt about it, they've been very disappointing, great team. And I thought they've got a lot of players who were in the T20 World Cup squad to be extra motivated to perform. What's gone wrong?
1: Look, I think, firstly, I'll touch on your point of... Um, you know, Sunrisers Hyderabad and Mumbai Indians. I think Mumbai Indians have been the by far have been the poorest team in this phase because Sunrisers Hyderabad. Everyone knew they were out, down and out. And, you know, there's I don't no one saw their luck changing, but I think Mumbai Indians have really fell out of the race for the playoffs from number four to number seven. Um, you know, I think two two losses, three losses, um, in three games, um. They have to win the all the remaining four games. I think Mumbai fans are not used to the fact to support other teams so that their team uh, qualifies. (laughs) It's it's usually RCB that does that. So yes, um, it's usually not Mumbai. So I don't know how to deal with that right now. But um, I think not starting with Rohit Sharma at the first game itself, sort of threw the balance of the whole team for Mumbai Indians off. no one saw that coming, really. Um, no one knows the huh. reason. Maybe it, it was the, it was rest for the T Twenty World Cup. Maybe it was something else. But no one knows the real reason. But that sort of through in my mind, that was sort of through the ba- whole balance of the squad. Um, sorry, the playing eleven into disarray, and it, that that derailed, I think that derailed the whole season for us. I'm not. I'm, th- not I'm not. I'm not. Think- I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming that. Maybe he was yeah. genuinely injured, but not having him in that first game.
0: Not, that, but I, I also feel, go back to the first leg, Mumbai was still a bit unconvincing for me because I know you guys came into the second leg in the top four with eight points, but you had two almost like miracle victories in that first leg as well. That, that game against CSK, Pollard, just before the postponement. And then before that as well against KKR, you won an unlikely game by 10 runs, when it looked like, KKR we're going to win easily. So it's just been an unconvincing season all around for Mum. Just no runs from Siri That's a surprise. Ishan Kishan, not in the runs. Pollard not in the runs in phase two. There's been some decent starts at the top. Yeah, But it's the middle order that's usually the strength of Mumbai Indians completely off the boil. Completely yeah. off the boil.
1: And I, I still don't believe, like I said the other day as well, I still don't believe... Krunal Pandya should be in, the, in that side. I mean, he he, he is, hasn't done he hasn't he hasn't done
0: anything major in a while he's now. He's the sorry. most
1: overrated player in my mind for me at the moment. Um, yeah. you know he has he he played at a strike rate of 45 yesterday in a T20 game. That was in, what I was gonna is, tell
0: you. Watching the game last night.
1: At number five, so like, that's how frustrated I am. Sorry, sorry. <laughs>
0: why did they send him in at five for at me i was surprised five. when i saw him in just for the left right hand combination it's not worth it you got pollard in the dugout you had lost wickets then you were three down crucial part of the game
1: i mean Paul, Paul, pollard to... would play left-handed much better than him is my oh. opinion i mean i'm i'm frustrated well, sorry. Left-handed. sorry listeners yeah, i'm, I'm I really frustrated with that but why is, mm. why is krunal pande coming at number five playing at a strike rate of 45 in a chase against rcb And I still don't understand. And there was still time. They could have done it easily. They could have done it easily.
0: So he came in, what was it? Three for 81. About the halfway mark.
1: At 10 though. So it was a
0: very very tricky part of the game where you need about eight and over, nine and over. You don't want a few quiet overs because then the run rate's going to jump up to 10. Exactly. And let's be
1: honest, eight and over, nine and over in today's T20 is still... Gettable, it's still you know, players back themselves to get that. So, um, that stage, Pollard would have been brilliant, but maybe they thought, Oh, let's keep Pollard for when the game goes deep. That didn't work out again. I don't know why Hardik Panya isn't bowling anymore. Maybe he's been rested for the T20 World Cup, but he needs to bowl, he needs to get those overs in. Um, and when you you consider
0: as well, I I felt The decision was even. I was even more mystified by. But considering what Pollard's done against RCB in the past, what Pollard's done against RCB at Dubai as well, 60 off 24 balls last season. Yeah. And you know, sending in Krunal Panja for the only reason in my mind was to have a left-hand, right-hand combination at the crease isn't worth it. Not at that stage. You're taking too big a risk. Send in your best possible player for that stage in a crucial game that if you win, you go back in the top four. If you lose, you're sitting second from bottom. And Mumbai Indians, for me, are still very capable of turning this around. They've got a world-class team. but Absolutely. But one
1: thing I think I'll yeah. still point out, and uh, apologies for going on a rant here, but um, one thing I'll yeah. point out is all this captaincy debate of who's the better captain, Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, MS am I think, this sort of puts it to rest because um, it's not about it's not all about captaincy. You know, we we've got the answer now. Yes, MI have won five IPL titles, but they are sitting seventh with just poor cap, poor fielding, free field settings, poor you know batting order, poor select selections. And um,
0: I think yesterday another poor selection. Just to cut you off there, Boomer's all over Maxwell in T Twenty cricket. He's got a great record against him. When Maxwell came in, I know Mumbai had bowled Boomer of two overs at the start. Maybe they could have looked to save at least one more over for when Maxwell comes in, because if you get Boomer to Maxwell, it's just, usually Mumbai, Rahit Sharma, very good with their matchups. Yep. But I felt yesterday, and I felt in this tournament, they haven't quite got that right. So and, and they're going to have to get it, it right it's now. Basic,
1: yeah, it's basic. It's basic cricket 101, isn't it? You want your best <clears> bowlers <throat> to bowl to your to the opposition's best batters. And who the best batters are is Virat Kohli, A.B. De Villiers, and Glenn Maxwell. You can put Dave that particle in there and Bumrah starts at the top, bowls at Virat Kohli and particle two overs, doesn't work, that's fine. When Maxwell and De Villiers comes in, Bumrah has to come back. Uh, I can understand keeping him for the death. you know, if, if Maxwell and De Villiers play, but just try one over in the middle overs from Bumrah. Give, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And if, if it doesn't work out, you have... he's got success. He has a lot of success against Maxwell. You have someone like a Trent Paul and Adam Milne who can do the job at the end as well. We have seen they can do the job. So why not try Pumrah, your best bowler, against their best batters? But
0: they anyway... They have let it slip a couple of times in the middle overs This in this phase too. The first game back against Chennai Super Kings. You guys have met four for 20 or something in the power play. Completely let it slip. Let them get 150. You don't associate that with Mumbai. You know, we can go on for a long time about
1: Oh, I can enough, definitely you know? can go on. I can definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just a lot of surprises in the way they've got things wrong. But they're still equal fourth right as we speak. So, yeah, equal fourth right now. So there's still four games to go. Anything can happen there. But they're going to need a quick turnaround. On their opponents last night, Roy Challenger's Bangalore, very good bowling performance. I thought once they got a hold of the contest after the power play, they didn't uh, let go. Very happy for you, Svinder Chahal. He, not in the T20 World Cup squad, but he's responded in brilliant fashion, hasn't he?
1: Yep. And I think he needed to do that. That's it. I mean, I don't see hmm. anything. People have again said, oh, why has India not selected Chahal? But I think it was the right selection. Like, he has been absolutely poor in the last 18 months for India in T20s. Just go have a look at the record and you will see he's pulled at an economy of 9 plus and not... Taken what nine wickets in as many in probably more innings, so he has been absolutely poor. And to for him to go and do that against a good batting lineup, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Don't get me wrong, I'll I love him as an exponent. Um, you know he has the he can bowl at, at a fast pace. He can slow the ball as well. He's really helpful on pitches that you know, especially pitches like we we have seen in Sharjah, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. So, um. He Yes, really happy for him after yesterday. And he has to keep doing that time and again and really show the selectors that, okay, he's now back and then, you know, probably getting scored for the next World Cup next year um, in Australia. But really happy for Harshil Patel as well. I think... Um, he would like to
0: play uh, Mumbai Indians every game, wouldn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he got, he got the, you know, he's some people call him the slow ball merchant, but he has a brilliant slow ball. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, It's, it's really good. He got, he got a hat trick yesterday as well. So um, it's it's absolutely, it's absolutely, I'm really happy for him. He's done the hard work over the years for in the Indian setup and really come good this season. What he has like 24 wickets now, I think, or 20 somewhere around that.
0: Yeah, I think 22 or 23, something like that. So very, very impressive thing. And, I think even now RCB can still go to another level, particularly with their batting. Um, just quickly before we move on to the next thing, Virat Kohli's strike rate, his approach, what do you make of it? 40 ball 50s. Sort of just oh, slowing down the middle there again after fast starts.
1: I th- I think know, with, can he go to this, another gi? Yeah, he can. He can, absolutely. That That is a good, really good question. And um, he he can absolutely do that. But... He doesn't need to at the moment in this team because he's got Maxwell and ABD will is coming down the order. But the problem
0: is, is A.B. not getting a lot of time. So he's coming in very late because Cole is batting the 40-odd balls for the 50. And then by the time he gets out, david has got to go straight away. And David is capable of that, but he doesn't get a lot of delivery. So... Yeah. Something to look at, something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. There's Um, always
1: room for improvement. And I think Virat Kohli is the kind of player who will do anything to improve at any stage of his career. So, um, you know, 51 of 42 is probably a tad too slow for someone like Virat Kohli. Maybe 51 mm. of something like 30 ball or, you know, 35 ball, even 32, 33 balls is fine. Um, Playing at a strike rate of 140, 150 suits, Virat Kohli more than playing at a strike rate of 120.
0: Yeah, agree. agree with that. So, yeah, I think RCB, they needed that win badly. They lost their first two games in the UAE League. Teams that are doing very well, CSK again, they've picked up where they've left off, but they're so impressive. Their depth, their depth in batting their bat all the way down, and it shows. It shows in their results. Remarkable. Um, you mentioned today, Nash, that you know you were the jinx master in terms of Mumbai, but I will remind you as well. I, I Jinx probably ICB, I said they wouldn't do too well this year, but they're doing well. Good on them, CSK. They've surprised the, I think a lot of people. Can they go all the way? I think they can.
1: Oh, I think they can as well. Um, I didn't, I did not give them any chance at the, at the at the start as well. I think I predicted that they would. They made they made some, some good purchases. Yeah,
0: they made some good additions Absolutely. to their team.
1: Yeah, and I think. Um, Ruth guy quite at the top. Um, he has been absolutely brilliant. He's been absolutely brilliant. Um, one thing I'd like to ask you, though, is after Plessy. Um, he's, he's a legend of the game. How is he not in the South African squad is beyond me. Um, what, what do you make of his current form? And you know, we, we saw in the PSL as well. Uh, we saw in the CPL as well what he does. Um,
0: do you think South Africa have lost the plot there? Yes, yeah, he needs to be there. And uh, it was the shot uh, against Lockie Ferguson, 150 clicks, just hitting it back over his head like it was nothing. So still clearly got at Faf. He's playing very well. He's looking very good. And I was surprised when South Africa didn't pick him. Very surprised. Um, yeah. So f- from a CSK perspective, when you've got Faf in that sort of form. Guy quite batting beautifully. And then you got Moen. You could just go at it in the middle overs. Jadeja, look at him at the death. I've been very impressed also with Ambati Rayudu. I know he didn't score big yesterday against KKR, but he's batting in the middle overs as well. That's where CSK have really improved. It's over 7 to 15 with the bat. It's been so important. I think they've been very good in, the, in that period with the ball as well. Um, so they look really good as do Delhi Capitals, but I think also Delhi Capitals can go another level with the bat.
1: Absolutely. I don't know if you feel the same. Absolutely. You know? I think they, they probably...
0: They're finishing, um, maybe?
1: Exactly. They missed Toynis, I think, in that game um, mm. against Rajasthan Royals uh day before, uh, especially in the in the finishing aspect of it. Um, yeah. They, they certainly missed him because uh, his replacement, Yadav I think played 15 balls for his 40, and you don't want that when you're trying to finish a game. Um, and and sort of they bat till Marcus Stoinis and then you got batters like Aksar Patel and um, Ravi Yashvin who can't really well Aksar Patel can bat but he can't have the same impact as someone like an Andre Russell or uh, Marcus Stoinis you know so
0: that's probably the concern with Delhi isn't it it's the finishing excellent bowling attack and it is bowling attacks that when you help you win titles they've got that bowling attack to do it but it's just, can they get enough runs on the board when it matters in terms of finishing off the innings well? If the Absolutely. top order is a bit shaky in Absolutely. a big game. so.
1: And, and yeah. with, the, with the bowling, I think he, Rishabh Panth has, I think he has it a bit easy, with, especially with this kind of a bowling attack. I, I think the, obviously his captaincy is important and his captaincy has been really good. But when you've got someone like Ashwin and Rabada in your ranks, you really don't have to worry too much i think you just say to someone like an Ashwin, you take charge of the whole bowling unit and he will you know he will do wonders for you
0: set the right fields set the right fields for the players do your research and exactly but yeah yeah agree with that it's a very good bowling attack for t20 cricket and it's showing it's showing and um i think yeah, you want
1: to... another good another good team to talk about is Actually, two who are probably on the same level at the moment is KKR and Punjab Kings. We'll talk. We'll touch I
0: have on KKR. KKR. I'd have KKR ahead of Punjab Kings in terms of comparing the two. Yeah. So but we'll, yeah, I was going to touch on KKR. Yeah.
1: We'll touch on KKR before because I'm interested in Morgan and what his mm. entire what's going on in his mind right now. You know, you, if you were oh, in Morgan right now, come come World Cup. There's not even a month, probably a month to go for the Cricket World Cup now. So, what what are you? What's going on in your mind? You're not, you know, doing the job with the bat. You're not doing the job with captaincy. As as Owen Morgan, what's going on in your mind? And as ECB selectors, is it as Chris Silverwood? Is it is it worrying?
0: I think it is worrying his form. You know, when you look at the players England have got that can't get into that T20 side that people are going to be thinking, oh, you can put that guy, you can put, you know, this guy in Moen Alley at number four over Owen Morgan in a T20 team, for example, or Liam Livingston ahead of Owen Morgan. So that's a worry. Owen Morgan short of runs is a massive worry for England. His captaincy has been a bit, can I say, touch and go. I think it's been okay and this pretty good in this UAE leg. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some of his decision making of late's been a bit, a bit strange. But his batting—that's a concern. A concern, and
1: I mean, if you if you look if, at if you the look scorecard at it, from yesterday's game, yeah, yeah, everyone batted with a strike rate of about 120, and Owen Morgan's yeah. strike rate was 57. What do you make of that?
0: That—that's crucial in the final analysis. The, the game went to the final ball, you know, and. Um, you know, could he have planned to get um, and Orion bowling the penultimate over instead of Prasid Krishna? Um, you know, because you talk about in the run chase, it's always that penultimate over that's almost always the deciding Absolutely. over.
1: Absolutely. And when
0: that went for how many runs, that was, I know Sonny Orion bowled a great last over and nearly got, you know, KKR, but, you know, still kept them in the game, but it was almost just about gone in that penultimate over. So it's just decisions like this. For someone who's so experienced, who's tasted success, couldn't quite get that right. But overall, overall, though, I've been very impressed with KKR in phase two compared to phase one. I think the addition of Venkatesh Iyer, yeah, absolutely outstanding. us looking dangerous now with that and ball. Dinesh kartik in the runs yesterday. Lucky Ferguson's a good addition to this team. Sunil Narine bowling beautifully. There's a lot of and of course Varun Chakravarthy. There's a lot of positives in this team. They're very capable of making a run to the playoffs and then challenging any team in the playoffs.
1: Absolutely, but they've got to get
0: their tactics right, and they've got to get that, that middle order's got to come to the fore in the big game.
1: What what, what do you make of um, Punjab Kings? What do you think they do you think they, oh, Punjab Kings oh get in God. the playoffs?
0: Oh, uh, they can, but it could be the they like, come down to the last game and they need five off two overs with nine wickets in hand and they don't get it. Something like this. How many how many points do they drop? Just guaranteed points dropped. That would be they should be in the top four at the moment.
1: I still think are, they're a lot too much you, on their top order. Are you talking about Punjab Kings or
0: Arsenal? <laughs> Arsenal had a great win. Overnight, yeah, by the I way. Know. So it's it's a good <laughs> but- it's been a good day for me. I slept at four a.m. I slept oh, at okay. four a.m. and uh, and had four hours sleep, but I've had, had a great Monday. I haven't felt it because it's I'm in a good mood, so don't ruin it. <laughs> and- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so, that's all good. Uh, on Punjab Kings, I feel they relied too much on their um, top order still. Yeah, too much on KKR, make Agarwal. That's the concern. That's the concern for me. Do you, I don't do have you think? This. And I can't. I can't rely on them in a chase. Yeah.
1: If, and if if you if you were care around right now, do you think there might be a chance where in the last couple of games, um, taking a risk and putting Chris Gale at the top? Um, and I I I say this. Fully acknowledging that yeah. Rahul and Mayank Agarwal's partnership has worked well. It's a great opening
0: partnership. Yeah,
1: um, but you have someone like Aiden Markram doing the job as well. He's been pretty good as well um, down the order. You know, um, he hasn't set the world on fire, but it's just um,
0: Chris Gale at three doesn't quite work as well as it does when it's opening.
1: It doesn't, doesn't it?
0: But Mike Agarwal's been outstanding at opener, so.
1: Mm. I, I would like to take i i, I if i was scared rahul i'll take that risk and and just give the license to Chris Gale and say just go for it you know go for um, yeah just go that's for a it. fair shout because what, what's the worst that could happen is mayank agarwal will still end up opening in, you know in in the first or good second shout so, good shout no no um, that's good logic obviously yeah. you lose one wicket but um you still Doesn't got matter. Your, uh, your the risk for a risk yeah.
0: versus reward, the risk versus reward in that situation exactly. is huge for The reward is you might the, get a yeah, hundred and
1: seventy-five yeah. again. So um <laughs> <laughs> you never
0: know. You never know. I don't know if you'll ever see that again, but who knows? Who knows? But yeah, like in the last game, fourteen off seventeen balls with a single boundary. Yeah, it's not going to do Punjab because even if you get a good start with the openers, then Gale comes in. It takes his time to get going, and then yeah. that sort of. Puts the opposition back in the game and that sort of stuff. Um, the team combination they've gone with Markram, Gale, Pool so those three overseas players are Nathan Ellis. So, interesting to see if they keep that combination. Um, but Ravi Bishnoi, I think, uh, for Punjab not to pick him straight away in the second leg is probably um, an indication they're not always quite thinking straight, Punjab, because he's a good, very good talent. Ravi Bishnoi, he's a good leg spinner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think he's one to watch out for for India as well in the future. Um, mm. One more good season and, and he definitely has a chance yeah. to get, get into the Indian side, break into yeah. the Indian side as well. And um, Yeah, it, it, I think he'll go for big bucks in the mega, mega auction if um, Punjab Kings don't I think he will. retain him and I think he will go for big bucks in that in that auction.
0: I think he will. I think the form of Muhammad Shami and Ashdeep Singh has been very positive as well for Punjab Kings. But it's about putting that all together, getting firing in a single game on a consistent basis, doing it game in, game out. So they're coming off a victory against Sunrise's mm-hmm. Hyderabad, a low-scoring match. Then I think they're playing Mumbai next?
1: Yeah.
0: Crucial. You, you get no better time than now to play Mumbai. So they got to take advantage of that.
1: Now, yeah, touch on the last Mumbai two teams.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. Hmm?
1: They're playing Mumbai tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. It's a good time to play them, definitely. Last couple of teams we'll touch on, they're playing tonight. Rajasthan Royals and Sunrise is Hyderabad. Sunrise is Hyderabad for me. You look up useless in the dictionary, it's the Sunrise is Hyderabad of 2021. Oh,
1: that's harsh. Why? It is true. It is true. <laughs> it is true. I'm not saying it's not true,
0: Why? but. I just want to see, give the likes of Abdul Samad, Priyam God these kids, proper opportunity to express themselves, you know? Yeah. Because these guys are playing... I feel sorry for Abdul Samad. I think he'll probably go for a decent fee in the next um, auction because he's got a lot Be of potential. Sure. It's just Sunrisers. Sunrisers are not using, not using him properly. Um, but it's the kind of game today where Sunrisers is hard about, can't make the playoffs anymore. The pressure's lifted. We might see David Warner fire. I think
1: they, they can really spoil the party for Rajasthan, though. Um, they could. They could. You know, they, they can. That, really... That's a danger game for Rajasthan. Exactly, mm. because Sunrisers Hyderabad are wounded, and um, they don't have anything to lose. Yeah. And a wounded David Warner is really, really scary. Um, he can yeah. just go out there and play his natural game, play play like the David Warner we have seen. I think that can be really scary for for Rajasthan.
0: Um, just before we touch on Rajasthan, what's 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 been the main couple of things that have gone terribly wrong for Sunrisers about this year? Because you looked at their, you know, the first half of the season, we saw they played a few of their games at Chepauk. We thought, well, they'd good there with, with Neshwakuma with his variations, Rashid Khan, the likes of Sandeep Sharma. But and and their batting Warner has not fired at all. Do you feel the same?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think. A firing Warner is really crucial for Sunrise's Hyderabad. he has to set that tone at the at the top of the order. He has to set that tempo um, in, in the power play, him with bestow and obviously not having best at the moment is putting it's putting undue pressure on, on, on David Warner. Um, and then you got that middle order where, you know, um obviously they can do the job, but they just they are not clicking at the moment to get altogether. Um, as you said, I, I mean, you're, you're right on the money where Abdul Samad, can, they can just send him up the order and just let, give him the license. Play, play. They've
0: never done that. They play have never fun. done that.
1: Go out there, enjoy the game. And um, But a good positive would be Jason Holder coming in and you know, getting the job mm. done with the ball and the bat as well. Um, we know he can hit a long ball, and you know he, we know how good he is with the ball. He's uh, he can make those yeah. impactful bowling performances, and he has done that. That's a good positive. So I ho- really hope Jason Holder, Sunrisers Hyderabad, really hold on to Jason Holder and maybe build a team around these kind of guys who are you know Jason Holder, Kane Williams, and David Warner. Hopefully, Bajaj comes back in next next season. So these kind of and they have a settled bowling lineup as well: Rashid Khan, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, and Sandeep Sharma. So they've got a pretty settled side. It's not that, you know, it's a side in transition or it's it, there's new captains and new players coming in. It's a settled side, but they just have to sort their team combination right and um, get that middle order firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah, so speaking of Jason Holder, um, we got a question from Debashish Sarangi. Ask Quick Blog. he asks, um, so it's at Plum underscore in front. By the way, he asks, can Jason Holder be a prospect for captain? And see in the IPL. He's been impressive since the last season. He's the former captain of West Indies, your barbados Barbados Tridents in the CPL. Your thoughts on this? I think oh, the please. jury is still out for me as um, Jason Holder as a as a T Twenty captain. Yeah, that's Barbados that's have had two shocking seasons in a row.
1: That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, I think um, nah, just, just uh, I don't I don't see that. To be honest, because they got no, better, they I. got better leaders in the in the in the side with Kane Williamson and David Warner, um, who have done the job before yeah. and who keep who will keep doing the job. So Jason Holder probably doesn't rank as a T Twenty captain. No. Um, for me, Test captain, yes, absolutely, but not as a T Twenty mm. international captain.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you now Rajasthan Royals, what a game for them today. So by the time this goes out tomorrow, we'll know the result. But they win today, they go into the top four. What sort of, you know, what sort of Rajasthan will we see? What sort of Sandy Sampson will we see? I think the answer to that question will, will determine their fortunes. The potential is there. That bowling attack, the youngsters in that attack, that can be fantastic, especially in the death. And Sandy at his best with the likes of Liam Livingston in the side. Hopefully for them, even Lewis and Chris Morris come back. That's a good call. That's a really good call. But it's the question of delivering consistently. Similar to sort of like Punjab Kings and KKR, delivering on a consistent basis when that matters. What do you reckon?
1: Absolutely. I think having Liam Livingstone at the, at the top, it's absolutely brilliant. That that guy has... I would, I would, great...
0: I would, I would keep him at four. I well, at I four. think
1: I, I wouldn't... Honestly, I wouldn't mind having him at the top um, with someone like... That could Chester. be That could
0: be such an advantage... There could be such an advantage for Rajasthan compared to other teams because it's not an easy position that he nails that position. So.
1: And absolutely, don't get me wrong. Like i cut he, you he, off. He, No, no, that's all fine. He absolutely nails that number four position. But for, for, the, for the time being, I think what I'd like, just like to see is give Livingstone the license, tell him that he's sort of in that Priscail mold um where if you give him the license Mm -hmm. just tell him that you know go all guns blazing give us a good power play score give us probably 67 even 75 in the first six um along with yesha Jaiswal, who can do the job as well Uh, and that gives them the right and left hand combination uh so yeah i mean if not if that doesn't work out he drops back to number four he can do the job there as well so but I'd really like to see him go all against blazing in the first six overs and just play his natural game and get that 75 of six.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Big game. Big game. So there's the play against an SRH side that's got nothing to lose. So that's going to be a good test in itself for the Royals. They're going to have to hold their nerve. And the last game... Sandrew Sampson scored 53, sorry, a 53 ball 70, not out, and the rest of the batsmen scored like 40-odd runs off 70 deliveries or something stupid like that. So they can't afford to repeat that. They've got to work as a unit. They've got to work as a unit. Um. So, yeah, so an interesting week ahead in IPO in the playoffs race. we have got four teams on eight points, I think it is. Should be a beauty. I think, Should be a beauty. I think I'll, I'll,
1: I'm not predicting. Hard to predict,
0: that's for sure. Um, so I'll stay away from predictions.
1: I'll try and nah, predict
0: I don't want to try. predict Whatever I say <laughs> The opposite's going to happen
1: <laughs> I'll try and predict I think we have This This top four Is going to stay as is Is my prediction um, So
0: you think Kolkata Kolkata in at four
1: Yeah like Like it can move Around in the top four But these are the top four teams Is is my prediction Yeah
0: okay
1: Well Come tomorrow morning I think I'll, I think Rajasthan. I think Kolkata
0: Yeah yeah but this, out of the bottom out of the bottom five sides out of the bottom five sides kolkata is currently playing the best cricket out of them in my opinion
1: yeah that's
0: correct so it, it does make sense that you know you think they can be the side that um that gets in i think the best side in that bottom five remains mumbai they've got the highest ceiling out of those top five, uh, those bottom five teams sorry it's mumbai but can they get their act together, or is it too late? Have they, you know, but they've got a lot of class in their tank? If, if Rajasthan get a couple lose of wins today, together, who knows?
1: Exactly. Yeah. If Rajasthan lose today, you know they are still beyond all on eight points, and that's a good chance for Mumbai as well to win all their games, all the remaining games.
0: So there's a, there's a game. I think what there's a two games tomorrow. Yep. And um, is it KKR Oh, KKR and Delhi? That's a big game. So, say Rajasthan and and um, KKR lose and Mumbai beat Punjab Kings, Mumbai back in the top four.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's, that's a, how it is. That,
1: yeah. The, uh, we, we are never used to that, Mumbai, as Mumbai fans. We are never used to that. Yeah. We just, we just know, oh, Mumbai's at the top. That's it. Go, go on. Correct. Let's go ahead. Correct. Um, Correct. So, but yeah. There's still
0: yeah. time for Mumbai to turn it around. There's four games and you're still level with the fourth place team but the way Mumbai are playing, they're way off the pace at the moment. They've got to find form and fast.
1: Yeah. Um, now, moving,
0: Sheffield Shield.
1: Yeah, moving on to Sheffield Shield, Shabell. What do you make of the first game between Western Australia and um, South Australia? High-scoring game, a few hundreds. Played on a highway? <laughs> absolutely. At Carrolton Rol- in Adelaide. Um, mm. what, what do you make of the... Firstly... What do you make of the South Australian team coming back from a winless last season in, in any format? What do you make of their bowling and their batting performance this time around?
0: They should, should be quite proud, especially Jake Carter and Travis Head. Travis Head, the player of the match in the end. You know, those two were the, the solid foundations of the, um, of the, the innings. There, you know, the two for 68 sort of in reply to 465. You're in a bit of trouble, but then they put on a big stand. So that's a positive. But I just worry on pitches like these, do they have enough penetration of the ball to take, the wickets that they need to, to win the games? I worry about Lloyd Pope. Like he still can't land the ball consistently. Um, I don't think he bowled us. He bowled just two maidens in the whole game in nearly 40 overs, went for nearly six and over. And, and shit, gets um, across the match, shit
1: gets wickets. Shit
0: gets wickets. He's the perfect example of shit gets wickets. Um, but yeah, that's my concern with South Australia. I think, you know, Travis Head and Alex Carey and these guys are going to be very important from batting perspective. But
1: Is, is, that, a, is that a concern from, from for you? If you're South Australia, is that a concern for you that Travis Head is bowling more than Lloyd Pope?
0: Yes, that is a massive concern. And it's a concern like going forward for Lloyd Pope. It's like... You need to be trusted to be able to, you know, as a leg spinner, at least with some level of control, it's not easy. Yeah, You're a shield spinner.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. So
0: more can be expected of of Pope there.
1: Absolutely. And um, some positives for South Australia, though, is the batting of Travis Head and Jake Carter. Um, But also... We'll quickly touch on Travis Head first uh, before moving on to the South Australian bowling. Travis Head, do you think back in the reckoning or not Not as of yet? Oh,
0: he's always been in the reckoning. He's always been in the conversation. He always has. Um, so, yeah, look, if he can sort of continue these with these sort of performances, then I think the selectors will have no choice but to pick him. Um, yeah, so... All he can do is just continue to, to smash the runs. And what and, I have a problem with those, before before we touch on South Australian bowling and a little bit more de- like this, it's hard to get a gauge of... It's hard to get a gauge on how the players are actually performing and what sort of form they're actually in. Flat uh, road, yeah. you don't get an accurate representation on the bowlers, and you don't get an accurate representation on the batsmen too. I just want to see a little bit more of a battle between the bat and the ball.
1: Yeah. And, and do you... Well, from from what I've seen in the last couple of years that I've been in Australia, certainly that has been the ongoing issue in Australian cricket, hasn't it? Um, Flat pitches. Flat pitches, drop-ins everywhere. And then um, bowlers are, you know, looking absolutely village cricketers at some stage. Batters just getting, um, you know, batters are just smashing a dollar on the ground and then come Mm. test match cricket. um, Batters are found out against really good quality bowling attacks uh, there's a question there for you as, as an aussie fan um as you said you would like to see more uh, balance between bat and ball but if those um if, if that, that's the case if this these are the pitches that are that are you know mm. that the, the states are putting up for shield games what's the what's the go around for the bowlers do you do you think they still need to work hard in the, on their control because
0: uh, I said it's a hard to get a gauge on how well you're bowling or how well you're batting on a very flat surface or how poorly you're bowling, I should say. But there's a great opportunity for the bowlers here to make an, make a statement and say, yeah, I can produce even on a flat pitch because that makes, that's always for me when a bowler can, can do well on a flat pitch, it always, you hold them in higher regard. I look at the economy rates of a lot of the bowlers in this test match. So not in this test match, in this shield match. That's a concern. Look at someone like Matthew Kelly, who's always been sort of like an up-and-coming bowler. Economy rate in the first innings of 3.86 in 22 overs. Cameron Green went at 4.85 in his 14 overs in the first innings. There's a 3.71. Lance Morris, 4.33. So the number one thing from a bowling perspective is you've got to bowl with control and try and limit the run scoring. Travis Head scored at a stroke out of 75.81 in that first innings, 163. You know, yeah, the ball, it's on the bowlers that it's a flat surface. You still got to find ways to build pressure.
1: Absolutely, you've got to
0: find ways to build pressure because Boding, if you're leaking runs on a flat pitch, forget yeah. it.
1: Touching touching on the touching on the positives or out of the game, um keeping the flat pitch side still. Um, someone like a Joel Paris and Nathan McCann yeah. both have done the job Impressed with, with cricket um Joel Paris has been has been around the around the domestic setup for quite a while now and um really really good on him to you know do the job on on a flat pitch at you know went only at, a, at an economy of uh, what 2.7 mm. um and again Nathan McAndrew as well in in both games in both innings sorry went went at an economy of like 1.6 or 2 so um, that's and he an scored really runs point. too McAndrew, And, so and he wrote, and he scored runs. But what I what I, I would like to touch on and ask a question from for you from Australian point of view is um Sean Marsh scored 100 again. Um do, do you want to touch on Sean Marsh getting into the test match? Test match team again.
0: Oh, no, no <laughs> that's it. That's, okay. Love Sean Marsh. I think. What he's been in back in the Australian side, what, eight times? They've tried. They've tried. You know, he's been a player that has been, I reckon, very good at shield. Maybe too good for shield at times, but not quite cutting it at test level.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. One
0: of those players, not to say he's a bad player, he's been a wonderful batsman over the years, but no, time to look forward. Time to look forward now. He's had his chances.
1: And also Cameron Green, he's been a really positive. I mean, I think he's definitely going to be the one to look forward to in this uh, summer uh, season for Western Australia Mm -hmm. and for Australia as well. Um, But really touching on Josh Inglis. um, Impressed by his keeping, but he really has to put in the hard yards in the the batting. Um, He is definitely one to look out for, uh, you know, who can give some sort of uh, fight to Alex Carey to replace Tim Payne. What do you make of Josh English in red ball format?
0: Yeah, still early days for him. Um, I think from memory he did have some, some good moments. He's got a better record in first class cricket than Alex Carey does. He averages 34 or thereabouts in 45 matches. That's always respectable for a keeper. I want to see some stops, some stops from uh, Josh Inglis this season. Great opportunity for him He's in the Australian setup for the T20 World Cup. Find some runs in shield when he gets the opportunity. And who knows, because there's going to be that wicketkeeping opportunity. So, completely agree with you. It was a quiet game for him. Um, I felt there was an opportunity for him to score, particularly today in their second innings. Um, first inning, sort of the groundwork was laid and they're on track for a big score already. But yeah. I don't know if he gets another opportunity before he goes to the World Cup. I don't know that. I've got jack, yeah. but
1: and, and because the next the game... The problem is, I don't
0: know if he'll play... I don't think he'll play a lot of Red Bull this season. He's going to I think be in he the should. World I Cup think,
1: uh, yeah. I, I, he's I going to be in the World you. Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, mm. I, I, I agree with you that he won't get much chances, but I think he should play yeah. as much Red ball cricket over the next couple of years as he... Uh, as, you know, as it's possible for the very, team. Very, so
0: very good talent.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for, for listeners out there, the next Sheffield Shield who are interested in Sheffield Shield, the next game is between Queensland and Tassie, Tasmania, um, up in Queensland, uh, sorry, up in Townsville in Queensland. So really looking forward to the game. I think Uzi Kawaja is turning up, Manus, um, Labus is turning up, Tim Payne will be turning up. So, um, it's quite a good squad for, for both of these, um, these teams. Obviously Queensland have had the upper hand in the last five games, um, last five head-to-head, head-to-head games, Queensland have won all five and they've won convincingly. Like one by four wickets, 10 wickets um, a couple of times, by an innings, um, one by three mm-hmm. wickets last year. So um, what do you make of uh, Queensland and T- Tassie in this uh, field season?
0: Um, I think Tassie have got no Nathan Ellis. He's in the IPL. So that's, that's a big loss for him because I like him as a bowler. Oh, Queensland look good again. The champions, a uh, big, big uh, season for uh, a few of their players like Kawaja, Renshaw, these guys trying to stake their claim for a spot in the Australian team because if you offered someone like a Renshaw or Usman Kawaja a spot at number five, they, they wouldn't say no to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They would not
0: say no. I know they're, they're typically top-water players, but say you got Pekovsky and Warner opening, Smith, Loboskani, you know, Three and four there. That number five position is still open. Travis Head's made a good start to the season, so it's time for those Queensland players to make a stake as well. So we'll leave it there for this episode. Thank you so much to you, Nash. Thank you to our listeners uh, for listening to us ramble on uh, about all things cricket in this podcast. Enjoy the cricket this week, and we'll catch you guys next week.